Well, look, see here, Z. We got two Z podcast. <laughs> oh, that I'm was so- that magic. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> yeah, I'm so- I'm sorry, guys, but yeah, that's that's about as that's the only gimmick I could remember from this episode. <laughs> I, I, I I did want to try to do a Scottish thing of like Harrison. Oh, you wanted me to contact, but yeah, I figured it would be it would get too racist. <laughs> but yeah. What's up, everybody? Or or maybe nobody. I don't know because it looks like we still have people from, uh, coming in. But still anyway, what's up? Now. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Folk Entertainment Podcast. I am Gilbert. I'm joined by my buddy Harrison, and today right. we're going to be talking about what, what are we talking about, Harrison? What what are, uh, I'm going to let you I'm going to let you tell people for once. Uh, so we are talking about episode eleven of Star Wars Andor, where tragedy strikes uh, Marva. And we have to watch a very sad little droid. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I don't know if it, if the stutter <laughs> makes it worse or or better. It's like I don't I don't know if it makes it funnier or sadder that he's just like, but 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 you like I miss Marva is like oh man, I don't know if I'm it, supposed to laugh or be sad. Yeah, it really is like so hyper designed to be cute. Mm-hmm. And we got so we already got our, our friend Connor in the in the comments saying oh, that's I not what Scottish it. people sound like. Well, see, I I could have tried Irish, but you wouldn't have liked that anymore. <laughs> I guarantee you, Connor. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so and also, how would you know what Scottish people? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not even gonna go there. But uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, it's a pretty good episode, I would say. That uh, like I get like I said with the droid, I'm like I'm not sure if I'm still laugh cry or I, I ended up feeling kind of bad because of the music that they were playing i'm just like oh it's like it's like a dog feeling sick. and a lot of the noises like the yeah like the whirring it, noises that he makes it, it exactly is like that so it's like it's uh it's fry's dog waiting for him outside of the pizza place it's it's, it, pretty, it's jurassic it's bark sad. it is ju- oh fuck re-traumatize me all over again harrison god trigger warning (laughs) i'm I'm sorry i'm sorry i just reminded everyone of that traumatic event in our lives and you know what's fucked up is i got an old corgi literally right there who's a who's like on his last legs oh he's like he's like 11 years old and so thanks harrison (laughs) bring down the whole stream (laughs) i'm I'm not responsible for the age of your dog no, but you know what? You're responsible for the, your country is responsible for creating the damn the little fucker. He's a Welsh corgi. <laughs> he, he's a Welsh corgi. He's a, I blame the British for for creating my favorite dog. I'm pretty sure there were like a bunch of like awful rumors going around, like 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 of like what happened to the Queen's corgis after she died. Like you know, no one really wanted to take care of them, so they just like threw them into the Thames. They did. <laughs> you ever had corgi stew? <laughs> that was actually my first question it's fucked up but I, that's my first thing when the queen died is like what's gonna happen to her dogs i yeah i assume someone must have kept taking care of those dogs i think they're fine hey what's up jonathan redmond in the comments and we also got uh milk toast saying i always pictured gilbs as a poodle man yeah no <laughs> it's it's chihuahua or or but <laughs> let's see uh is daylight coming through the window? Will the neighbors see your victims tied up? <laughs> see, the beauty of that is I have a closet and I just close the door, I lock it, and then if they see some shaking coming from there, I just I, they don't have to ask questions. <laughs> yeah, just tell them it's my, just it's my yeah, exactly. Just tell them it's my kid; they'll be they'll understand. 
<laughs> anyway, I like how this this we started off as a as a thing about Andor, and it became about the Queen, and then suddenly it became me incriminating myself. Yeah, I don't know how this has happened. <laughs> I get the impression Gilbert is more of a basement dweller. Hey. Hey. <laughs> you not see the sunlight coming from right there? This is a this is a normal room, sir. I don't know if they have basements in New Mexico. Nah. Uh, we just we, we just uh yeah, see when the when the nuclear bombs drop, we're just gonna sit there and just deal with it. We're just, we're just gonna crack a beer and just watch them come. <laughs> I mean I mean they tested them in White Sands, New Mexico. We that's exactly what we did. We just literally just cracked a beer and watched it happen. <laughs> <laughs> God, what the hell is it? What is this like? Pick on Gilbert Day? Like, I understand that I that I am always like confrontational with the Irish, but you know what? <laughs> like, what the hell, milk toast? <laughs> well, you know, what? I'm just gonna move on. I'm just gonna move on to the episode. <laughs> yeah. What What can we say about this very short episode of Andor? I mean. That it barely involved Andor, because that's honestly what happened. Like that's he, he like he was in it very. Also, I was like, I was kind of confused by this opening scene. I don't know about you. Like, was this, is this supposed to be like the point of view of the droid? Yes, I think it is. Yeah, it's like that's the that's what happens when droids cry. I, I guess so. Yeah, like like fluid is leaking into its optics. Yeah, so it was like a really weird. Again, oh like no, this... it's 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 the it's the tea, isn't it? It's the tea that's resting on top of it is like going to fall off because he's trembling. I don't know why he's trembling, but like, it, like it, none of it makes much sense for why a droid would do any of these things. But it is very cute. Uh, I would say, I, see again. Yeah, like, but that's the thing. Is it supposed to be cute or am I supposed to be like, oh, the poor little guy? I'm like, because I'm like, I, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be laughing or crying here. And it's kind of like feels like a little I, bit of both. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. It's a little bit like um, who's that character? That's it's like the epitome of this character. Um, Bing Bong, is it from Inside Out? Oh yeah, like his whole. You know, he's like a literal like stuffed toy clown that cries candy, and you're you're supposed to kind of think he's funny and a bit cute, and then really sad because he dies and sacrifices himself. And that's kind of what happens here, to the point where I wouldn't be that surprised if this droid does get a sad little death at some point. Like one of the callous ISB people is like, kill that droid for the sport of it. That would be pretty messed up. See, what I'm gonna what I would bet, and I watch, I'm gonna like I'll put money down right now with anyone who wants to, that um uh next episode, yeah, the droid's gonna die. Or it's gonna it's gonna get shot or something like that. He's gonna take out its memory core or it's gonna it's like hard drive or whatever. And he's gonna put it into another droid and that's gonna become K2SO. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna bet right because like we saw that already happen in solo. I don't know if you've seen the solo movie, but it that happens uh yeah, so L337 or whatever, the 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 woke droid. Oh right, like, okay, yeah. Yeah, who wants who wants droid rights. Uh, that they end up getting that droid ends up getting shot and killed, and so they take its memory core and put it in the Millennium Falcon. Uh, uh, uh. which is like it's like a big old like callback to Episode Five when when three uh, PO is like, oh, I don't know who taught your your hyperdrive how to talk, or I don't know how or your like Navi computer, like I don't know who taught your uh. Navi computer how to talk, but it it has a very like you know like he basically comments on how rude the Navi computer is, and it's the big and it's a like the whole thing is a giant reference. 
Oh, uh, okay, that's weird. That's again, it's very Doctor Who. That <laughs> not not in a way that I like. I tried watching Doctor Who again recently, and I, I was a sucker, and I knew I was, but I, somehow it tied me in again. Let's see here. Uh, Jonathan says, "Why would the droids name change? Why would the droids name change though? Also, K two S O has a totally different personality." That's true, but it's not like Lando started calling uh, the Millennium Falcon L337, you know what I mean? And hmm. and also it could just be because maybe it has a I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm I'm guessing. It could very well, I could very well be wrong and I'm notoriously a shitty gambler, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying. It's one of those things that I'm like I feel like that in Disney Star Wars, that's one of those things that they would absolutely do just to tie things together in such a neat in a neat, nice neat little bow. And yes, G-Force, this is where the cool kids are. This is where the cool kids always are. I don't know what the, the hell you guys are talking about. Yeah, we're, we're the coolest kids. Only the cool kids have their own lament configuration from Hellraiser. Which I'm afraid I will be messing with off screen all the way. So if I am covered in chains and ripped apart, that's why. <laughs> yeah, if you start just getting pins in your head and you start you're like... <laughs> if they, what are they called? The the Cinnabites or the Cinnabons or I don't know what they're called. Cinnabons. Cinnabites. 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 Okay, yeah. If the Cinnabites like pop through a portal and we are gods to some, demons to, I was like, no, nope, yeah, no. <laughs> we have such sights to show you. And but yeah, what's up, G Force? Thanks for thanks for jumping in. Now now that one of the real cool kids, despite being Irish, I, I think I, I'm pretty sure G Force is Irish. I'm I, I'm not commenting on it. I my memory is so bad I will get it wrong, and I'm not even trying. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just gonna guess, and if I'm wrong, well, I'm American, so you guys can all just deal with it. <laughs> Let's see, K2 was pre-programmed, so I don't think that will happen. Yeah. Oh yeah, I read the comic. I absolutely read the Andor comic where he he uh, reprogrammed a uh, droid while in prison. But I'm just saying, though, like Disney is is notorious for changing its uh, origin stories that way. Yeah, and they've changed like they've changed the way that Darth Vader got his red lightsaber at least like four times. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd be interested if B does like go on something like say at the very least I think B will be used as like you know the dog in a movie. You know, like what's that? What's that movie that has a dog? Maybe it'll be like um, it's a volcano that has that dog that survives for no good reason. Um, like you know, one of those ones where like it's just there to make us feel good, or he's just there to make us feel sad. And I think he's just there to make us feel sad. Uh, yeah, I think that's exactly what he's there for. And like, it's it, again, the thing is, it doesn't really work. Like, I felt, I felt like, oh, that's kind of that's a bummer. But at the same time, again, some of the stuff like when he stutters, it's just kind of like I, I don't, I don't know if that's supposed to endear me you to me or just make me laugh. And it's and the thing is that. I think at the beginning of the show, it's like, oh, look at that, how cute it is. And now it's like, it doesn't really work when you're making him, you know, sad. It is, it's a little out of place, like in, in a show as sort of like stark drama, you know, serious business as Andor is, mm -hmm. to have a character that's like acting a little bit like, like Jiminy Cricket in Pinocchio, you know, like sort of like, it's just supposed to be like, ah, oh, he's adorable. And like, you know, you empathize with him. He's so cartoonishly lovable, that droid. Mm -hmm. And see, so Jonathan says, Did, <laughs> didn't Lando's droid have to add have an add-on for doing hyperspace jumps that it was 
It was the add-on, not the droid that ended up. Yeah, I guess, but it was like something about the oh. droid's programming that ended up in there too. So it it like spiritually, the droid ended up in there. I I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's like doing some weird thing that like droids are people too, kind of kind of crap. <laughs> the same shit that Star Wars always does. Let's see, uh <laughs> well, that would be a hell of a trick, Connor. <laughs> if he was if he if he could just like if my closet was how scary would that be if I just like reached in my closet and a hand came out of your fucking? <laughs> <laughs> Who voices Bimo? If it's Alan Tudyk, then Gilbert is right. Well, let's find out. I, uh, I don't. I think we'd know if it was Alan Tudyk. I don't, I don't think it is, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna find out. Well, today, think of that. Think of Alan Tudyk. Today's episode, uh, episode eleven, did have the notorious thing that I've started like keeping an eye out for in uh, Star Wars now of. People in all over costumes, and I'm like, who is in that? Because that's when they tend to hide some like weird big name actors, like when you had Zach Braff as the weird mole dude in uh, Obi Wan. That's a good point. So, all right, so this is weird. I'm, I looked up uh, the the cast of Andor right here. Mm -hmm. oh, oh yeah, shit. Sorry, my phone's going off. But yeah, I looked up. I'm looking up the cast of Andor, and you know, what? I'm gonna share it here. I'm gonna move this this tab over, and I'm I'm gonna share this with us because. Okay. It's a weird, it's a really weird thing, and I want everyone to see what I'm seeing here. Uh, here let me present uh, screen share and or cast. There we go. Okay, so we got you know the normal. We got Cassian, Bix, Luthen, Cyril. We got all the people we've seen so far. But as I'm looking here, I don't see anyone cast for Bimo or for yeah. But you know who I do see cast. I don't think. Thanks. Sorry. Just, if I just... There we go. So yeah, are you able to see it? Yep, so, yeah, I see now. So yeah, I don't see like there's no there's no one for Bimo. There's like there's Clem Andor, there's Brasso, Kino, there's Lieutenant Gorn. Like we see all these people we've seen so far, but no Bimo. But you know who we do see cast? Alan Tudyk. As K two S O. Interesting. So, I'm I'm hmm. just saying. Like I got. All right, give me hmm. one second. My dogs are my dogs are whining to get out, so I will I will be right back. What a theory. That's that's interesting. I don't know whether that's going to be some sort of then secret. Uh, let's see. The small droids in Star Wars like R2, BB-8, Chopper, and now Bimo are all childlike when you think about it. Bimo is just the first one to talk. I suppose, although you had this weird thing with R2 where R2 kind of took on that slightly wise uh, sort of vibe like, um, where he was kind of you know, sort of uh, this almost leader among things, you know, and this kind of strange figure within the story that became this uh, running figure. I suppose the the sequels maybe sort of added a bunch onto that with him being like the key to getting to Luke. And um, I know some of the comics as well kind of had him almost as like a historian, like sort of telling the story of sort of what happens in Star Wars. Uh, hey, Gilbs, do I have you back? Oh shit! Sorry about that. I thought I, I thought I unmuted myself, but yeah, apparently this is Bimo. So I just I, yeah I just uh, looked it up. Apparently Dave Chapman is the one who at least that's what I that's the first uh, thing I found. Okay, hmm, Dave Chapman. When so I don't know who that is, but again, like, I didn't that didn't show that uh, in the in like any of the casting that I just looked at, and the fact that Alan Tudyk is is uh, put there. So yeah, Milto said he he also says that it's Dave Chapman. Let's see, Dave Chapman. 
Okay, so I'm just going to go through the comments real quick. G4 says, honorary Irish, they let me hang out with them. So, all right, I guess that, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing that means he's, because you're part of the Monkey Lizard Army, so I'm guessing you're either, you're probably British, and so, or, you, or you're in that part of the world. <laughs> uh, let's see, Jonathan Redman says, let is such an odd word of choice, or such an odd word choice, G-Force, finding us is more the correct term. <laughs> G-Force definitely gets a pass. He can understand our humor without being insulted. I mean, to be fair, you guys' humor is very insulting. <laughs> I don't know. I think that might just be if you get on their wrong side. That's a good point. If you if you end up mistaking them for a Scot for a Scotsman, and then suddenly it's like, oh, you just made an enemy for life. <laughs> See the small if you, is... if you deliberately antagonize them every week. <laughs> I miss the queen. <laughs> the beauty of it is I'm like, I antagonize them from over shit that I don't even really care about. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jonathan says the small droids in Star Wars like RT. Oh, okay. You already read this one. Yeah. From, oh, from NC. So if he's from, <laughs> from North Carolina, I'm, I'm a bad gambler. Yep. I'm a very bad gambler. <laughs> we never insult Harry just saying it. Well, yeah, that's true. But to be fair, Harrison is smart enough to stay out of that shit. Ah, there we are. Yes, <laughs> he, he's he may be British, but he's the he's the one British guy who's like, you know what? I don't want to start a fight with the Irish. <laughs> yeah, I've got no interest in any of that. So yeah, I'm like, unlike Salacious Rum, who I love, I love watching his like back and forth with all with all the Irish people here. It's, <laughs> it's fun to to watch. Oh, your education system is shitty. No, your education system is shitty. <laughs> anyway, <coughs> sorry. It was uh, right. How did you feel about like we never see like Marva's death at all? We just sort of like know that it happens, and like it was sort of hinted earlier, like in the last episode, but nothing was seen again. I, I thought we might at least get some kind of like deathbed moment. Uh, yeah, so sorry. I was I was looking at I was looking at Connor's comment and thinking of, about horrible things to do to to the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah. At any rate, uh, I don't know if we necessarily needed a Marva death scene because I'm like, I I mean, out of out of like respect asterisk i'm like i don't i don't know it's like I, I on the one hand i don't feel like i need to see an old lady die on screen like do we what do we need to see do we need to see her get hung too or her get shot or, no, like, or even just like do we need to even see just her have a heart attack scene? like i i don't know necessarily what i need to see like it, it feels more like a snuff film than it does a star wars yeah i, I suppose you're right and I, a little bit of my head is doing that thing of like oh if you don't see if you don't see them die on screen you don't know they're actually dead so like, oh, is there some sort of way that maybe Marva's there and it's actually they're going to like trick the ISB? They're actually one step ahead of them and it's a fake funeral that they're luring them in with. Um, but I think that's uh, I think that's me just having a pipe dream. Yeah, I I guess. <laughs> this is a funny comment. G4 says, I'm, uh, I need to update my will. I'm going to be made into a brick. <laughs> that's i did want to talk about that that's actually kind of a cool uh thing what i wish that i'm sure we're going to see it in the next episode but i would what i'd like to see is what the brick looks like like is it a big one are we getting a little thing is this like some kind of star wars michigas where they like make it a giant like wall or, or is it just like <laughs> you, is, you're just like you know a yay yay big 
I yeah, I, I'd hope it's like yay big. Like that's kind of interesting. Like I, I think there are like uh, legitimate sort of historical like uh, instances. I think a lot of Celts did it of like you essentially build dead people into the walls. Like they had these like stone areas where people were buried. <laughs> oh damn! I don't I don't know if it's a if it's an insult or just a, a, a G force or. Because G-Force wants to be a brick, and, and Connor says, I need to add throw brick into an open sewer to my bucket list. Maybe you're right. Maybe the Irish are just attacking people, because that, that seemed harsh, Connor. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> it's like, damn, dude, G-Force is on your side. Yeah, you, you, and you're the nice like guy who loves Disney. I kind of expect you to be a bit softer than that. <laughs> see? You see what I'm saying? This is why you can't trust the Irish. That. That, you, you took it too far. You, like, you, you could have said that's why you can't trust Connor, but you took it too far. Just saying. That's why I can't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> See, I I enjoy this too much. I, I think I enjoy <laughs> this, this like confrontational thing too much. <laughs> Ah, I see. Ah. See that, that this is the, this is the thing they're bringing. They're bringing shit from the Lucky Lizard Army into the Fulcrum Entertainment, uh, like the Knights of Fulcrum. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, gotta, I gotta be honest, I don't appreciate that. You got, if you want to have a beef, have a beef with well, have a beef with me because Harrison is, <laughs> is like Harrison's not gonna have a beef with you. He's too nice. <laughs> so He's too polite. You don't mind the beef. It's just it has to be beef related to us. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep your shit in your own channels. <laughs> Anyway, oh come on, it was a joke. Uh huh. <laughs> anyway, so Jonathan says, "What's the point of Marva hanging around and not leaving with uh, with Andor? Though there wasn't much rebel activity on Fair. Well, yeah, but it wasn't about her being a rebel. It was about her being like, you know, it was about her feelings powerful, like because of that. That with the uh, the what's it? I forget the the, the planet they they the, uh, Aldani. Yeah, because of the Aldani job, she felt like, oh, there's actually people who can stand up to them. So it makes me feel like I can too. Like she." Remember that whole speech about her walking through the town square where her husband was hung? I I also have a suspicion that I think Marva knew she was on her way out, probably even before like the main story of Andor kind of kicks off. You know, like I I think she has a bit of that. Like all those people who like you know refuse to leave when Mount St Helens was going off or what, yeah, whatever. Those people are like I've lived here all my life and I'm staying. Um, that kind of vibe. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's exactly what it is. It's just like, it. it's kind of like, I I grew up here, I'm gonna die here, and ain't nobody gonna, that's it, like the old frontiersman kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the principle of the thing. And I think half of that, again, is her covering up that she probably wasn't physically capable of going and living the sort of outlaw life that she'd have to have if she ran with Andor. Yeah. I like how we get like this little like so we don't get a full on of her body, but we do get kind of like a uh, a little <laughs> shot of it. You know what I mean? Like it just yeah, kind of wrapped up and it, like I oh, do yeah, appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Like we, do, I I don't think we need to see Aunt Petunia laying on a freaking on like a you know thing having this whole uh, big old funeral. But yeah, I do appreciate that they at least did something like this. Let's see. We've talked way too long about that lady. I well, I'm going right. I swear. Okay, Connor. Now. It, is this you trying to stir up beef between me and like Southern Americans? Because I'm not having that. <laughs> I did not create that stereotype. I'm allowed to use it. <laughs> I mean, he's not. Well, okay. So yeah, no, that stereotype is not wrong. It's like it, it exists for a reason. 
I mean, you know, same re- same reason we talk about the Irish having more drunks per capita than people. Oh, you fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. All right, so I know, Connor, you see Gilbert and, and uh, can't help it. But thank God, uh, God love him in the end. Okay, I I need to I need to like I need I can't translate you you Irish people. God I, love him, and there before the grace of God go we. Okay, there we go. Maybe it, maybe I just have a hard time reading when it's when it's the gibberish of the. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's the last one. Last one. I promise. <laughs> yeah. See, G Force understands. He now now that I know he's American like myself. <laughs> uh, he that's what the southern accent represents. Need. Yeah, and I was, I was specifically trying to go for that like old curmudgeonly dude who's like, I won't let the bag take my house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and considering what actual what actual Southerners said back in the day, I won't let the government take my dot dot dot. You could you could have made it so much worse. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So yeah, let's go ahead and talk about uh like what you think about like this is like probably the first aliens we've actually gotten in this in the Andor series, which is a bizarre. Bizarre realization when you think about it. Yeah, well, yeah, it hasn't been that alien heavy. I have to admit, yeah. Like we got one yeah. of the first in the premiere. Like we got that one who like uh, was going with you know the dude who who Andor's in debt to to threaten him. Mm. But after that, that's like the only alien we got. And now we got these two dudes who like have this weird Spider-Man net. <laughs> yeah, I, I love this. Like this looks like the nastiest thing. This looks like someone wrapped you up in calamari. I was I was gonna think something much more disgusting, but yeah, that's that, this looks like the end of a horrible porno. <laughs> like it it turned into like this whole episode turned or the, like turned into something you'd see in Japan for like a second. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> what I find interesting about this whole scene is sort of when you get to the end of it and like you find that this like extended thing is just these two dudes fucking with them. And it's like, man, like I, I I'm, I'm so glad you, you wanted to like put the fingers up to the empire and help them out. Yeah. I, I do like that. How uh, though that uh, for a second there, yeah, we'll skip over crazy eyes, but I like how uh, for a second there, they're like, it's not us. It's the empire that's screwing you. And then they're just like the empire, those fucking assholes. And they just let them go. Yeah, it it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And it like I, I think it's fair, like how you know the the guys are like, ah, you're prison, and they're like, come on, like, hey, come on, we just came out of that prison. I appreciate the prison ruined your planet, but like I didn't build it. I was just stuck in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's like I, I also I guess it's like for a second there they thought they were like prison guards or they thought they were the empire, but yeah, I just I like how they just believe them. Like they're like, I think like they mentioned that there's like a bounty. So I'm assuming there's some sort of reward for returning some of the prisoners who've escaped. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. See, that's I didn't even think about that. That I, I just I kind of took that at face value. That okay, these guys are dumb and they'll just take them to the to the planet. I didn't even think that. What if they uh, like? What if they turn them in for the bounty? Yeah, like like they took a real risk on this one. But I I appreciate that. Like they they should again. It's, it's this kind of thing of like these rebellions take like people of all sorts like uniting against like one aggressor mm. yeah <laughs> so i'm like with that I, it, it's kind of a short scene but it's an int- it is an interesting one so i kind of like how they do that and they don't really linger on it too much because it's i mean that would make that would kind of drag out the episode a little bit uh, it would 
let's go ahead and talk about uh, this a little bit. What do you think about this scene where Vel goes and sees uh, this? Uh, I forget this chick's name, but they go talk to each other and basically just like, hey, there's like it, they she lets her know about the funeral on Ferrix. Also, like, hang on. Is, that, is, that a, is that a Gungan shield behind that? Him? That is a Gungan shield. I noticed that myself, and I had I think that's been in a couple episodes, but we just haven't noticed it until now. Uh, okay, yeah, sorry, I've, I've just felt proud of myself for actually recognizing one of these things for once. Well done, Harrison. But also, <laughs> shame on Luthen for his more cultural appropriation. <laughs> he just keeps on stealing a bunch of a bunch of artifacts from other cultures. Shame on you. Oh, and then they like went onto Coruscant Twitter and found he had done some Gungan face back in the day, which is where you put like cocktail sticks on your head and just spend the entire night being like, "Oh, Misa, Misa, Yusa." Yep. Or what's what's the he did Tridarian face? Tridarian face. So you put like a little like one of those little like elephant nose things on you, and then you, I'm a Tridarian. I want the money. Oh right, I see. The the two most racist Star Wars aliens ever exist that ever to exist: the Gungans and the Tridarians. But yeah, so. Uh, what do you think? Of, let's go ahead and talk about this. What do you think about this scene? Like where there, uh, it seems like everyone. So we got, we talked about it already a little bit. We talked, we got the uh, Deidre scene. Well, actually, we didn't talk about that. We just kind of skipped over. But but we uh, we got the Deidre scene uh, where where she finds out that Andor or that Andor's mother is having a funeral. Mm-hmm. We got Vel telling them, uh, telling uh, Luthen's chick that they have that she's having a funeral. It's like everyone, like everything is is uh, you know hinging on this one thing you know what i mean it's, like it's it feels very uh like obviously the next episode is the finale but that's what i mean is they, they i feel like they're doing it in a really good way that they're really building up to it and it's like dude this is the most important thing and everyone is coming to this fucking point I, I think you're right i found myself a bit in this episode that it meant that it fell a little flat for me because like this episode's quite utilitarian it's like we gotta get everyone from point a to point b so everyone's got to find out the news we've got to tell you that everyone's on their way there all to set up for the next episode. I think you're right. I think it does it well, but it's given the rest of this series, this is a much more flat episode, I think, because of that. And I'm glad you told me that that's what this conversation was about because I could not for the life of me remember. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, this happened, but I can't remember what happened in it. Yeah, it's literally all she does. Is she tells, she says, where's Luthen? Well, I can't tell you that. But she just as she says, I can't tell you where he is. It's like, well, I have news for him. And she just, and she gives him, the she gives, just tells her that like, uh, you know, uh, what's it that Andor's mom is dead they're gonna have a funeral for her and that he's gonna like obviously he's gonna show up like we need to have someone there in case he does so we can kill him and it's like what the fuck man like everyone is chasing this one guy for like I do I do love the thing that like none of these people know he's been in prison so like <laughs> like like the coincidence that has had to be pulled off for him to even be free right now is like ludicrous and i like i kind of want i feel at some point there's going to be like a thing when everyone's saying this is what's been happening where have you been all this stuff and he's like, i was in prison and not one of you noticed <laughs> hey 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 with the, with the accent you watch Sorry, that I, shit I, I wasn't trying to, hey no come on like that's <laughs> no, how andor sounds i'm just I know, i'm just fucking with you i don't I'm care just, it's my I'm best just impression fucking. of Andor. Like, I'm just fucking. I'm not one of those guys who's just like, "Hey, that's my culture." I'm like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> if you long, you can do it well. Do it well. But well, anyway, I can uh, do it well, but I'll try it. Well, as long as you can at least do it without without it being like Cheech Marine. It's like, "Hey, man," because <laughs> that, that shit, I'm like, it pisses me off. 
or or also <laughs> anyone if you also want to see what triggers me right away which i should like go what go look up a video on youtube called uh shit burkenyo say because <laughs> it pisses me off because of how accurate it is but anyway what's up i want to say what's up science fictionary podcast uh, it's good to see you guys it's been a been a minute since we've been on uh i think it was the last time we saw each other, we were on their uh, their nerd trivia channel or their nerd trivia night. Oh, nice for the yeah Very for good the to see you guys. Yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, like yeah, but anyway, let's go ahead and move on with this. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we still got we got Vel. They go back to okay. So yeah, again with the droid, <laughs> like he's sitting there, like I don't want to leave my home. Can you stay with like again? It's one of those things of like I should feel sad, but it's like I don't know if I should be laughing or crying. This is right. Okay, you know what? I've got a story for you. Okay. So I had an experience that I'm sure lots of you in the chat are going to be like, ah, Harrison, we did this years ago. But look, I never played Kotor. I'm doing it now. I got to the side mission where there's a woman who is using her droid as a replacement companion for her husband. Oh, God. Right? You get to that one. You get to the sick lady. Right. Right. So like, there is. Right, one thing, right, the first thing is, is related to this, we have to deal at some point with the fact that, like, essentially artificial life has been created in Star Wars. Like, droids are little people, or little animals, like, that are machines. Like, And the way this guy acts, where he's like, okay, one night, and it's, there's no point where he's like, I'll just turn you off, dude. Like, I'll just, I'll just power you down if you won't come with me, I'll, and I'll pick you up. Like, well, you're a droid. But, like, they treat him like he's a little dude. Like he's like some sort of small child that lived with Marva. I mean, apparently droids, yeah, like they are. I guess in the Star Wars universe, they are considered. It depends on who you are. It's, it's kind of like droid racism because, like Obi Wan, uh, there's an episode where uh, of, of Clone Wars where Anakin loses uh, R two, and he flips his shit. Like it's like he lost his dog, and he just like he loses his shit. He's like, I have to get R two back. Where where is R two? And he go he like the entire episode is about him trying to get R two back. And it's like a two or three episode arc where he has to actually get, he gets another uh, astromech that actually turns out to be a spy. But anyway, so during that point, Obi-Wan tells him like, oh, well, droids are a dime a dozen. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, he, the, the, he like he's, he's like, let go of R2. It's just, it's just a droid. And so it's weird. Like some people consider them to be like pets, but it's, it's kind of like that. It's like they're dogs. It's like, they yeah, you care about them. But if you, if you lost your dog, it's like, eh, don't cry about it. I think this is it. They, they seem to absolutely have feelings. Like, because, right, and my, my other thing that I wanted to talk about with that whole side mission was I found the droid and it did the thing where it was like, please kill me because I don't want to bone my owner lady. And like, there are multiple things. One, I find it a bit weird that every character's like, oh my God, don't tell me. And I'm like, what, she, what could she be doing that's really that disgusting? Like, other than like, she puts a dildo on it. Like, do, do you know what I mean? Like, what could she really be um, doing that's that like crazy? But do <laughs> also, you, do you remember? Uh, you're a Trekkie. Do you not remember Data? He was fully functional. Ex exactly. So maybe that's why I'm not. I'm not so creeped out by it. But also, like the options were like, you know, like, oh yes, I'll kill you, or like, no, I won't kill you, but I won't tell her that you're out here, or like, no, you have to go back to her. And I was like, no, you should go back to her because you should say you're leaving. You should be like, hey, honey, this is wrong. I'm going, rather than just disappearing. And the game was like, oh, no, you want to force this robot back into being a sex slave? Cool thing. Sure, let's do that. And I was like, that's not what I said. That's not what I wanted. And now the robot's like, please, kill me. And I'm like, I didn't. I <laughs> yeah, see, I'm like, apparently, if you, so spoiler alert, if you end up killing the droid, 
uh, she ends up finding like she'll be like, oh no, what happened to my droid? But apparently she ends up finding a like a human to talk to literally like the second you do that. And it's like, oh, okay. So she'll now she'll go off and find a new boyfriend and it'll all be okay. <laughs> but it's it's like, yeah, no, it's it's messed up. If you tell him to go back, then yeah, nah, man. You you just basically committed that droid to a life of of nastiness. Actually, I just oh no. <laughs> I oh, just man. wanted them to talk it out. <laughs> well, congratulations, Harrison. I hope you I hope you're proud of yourself. <laughs> But at any rate, yeah, like, but it's, it's like the Star Wars universe, uh, droids are like dogs, even though they can talk, even though that they, they seem to have feelings, and they seem to have, like, uh, kind of like, you know, a consciousness, they it's like they're animals rather than actual people, depending on who you are, of course, because then you get like those assholes like Luke Skywalker, or Anakin Skywalker, who's like, my dog is my child. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you know, and also it'd be weird to be like, oh, K- K2SO is like my dog. He's like, ah, oh, your dog really claps back. Yeah, your your dog smacked you in the face and held a gun to you. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I get what you're saying. It's it's a weird thing, but it's like with the Star Wars universe, it's like kind of, I don't know, man. It's, I, it gets into that weird conversation of is an AI, uh, you know, alive? And I don't like, want to, I, I don't want to have that conversation. That's what I find it kind of fascinating that Star Wars does that, where like they basically have just created artificial life with droids in Star Wars, but just no one talks about it. No one's yeah, bothered. And, it's like, yeah, it's it's fine. And and like it seems like the droids are just kind of down with. I, I, so in the Star Wars universe, there is a thing where droids, like apparently, you have to give them periodically memory wipes because if you don't, then yeah, if you don't wipe their memory periodically, then they're then they just continue to hold on to all their memories and they get more quirky like that's why r2 is like he does what he does he's he can he acts independently and and like will do certain shit that is like what the hell do you do oh he's a person it's because he's been he's been functioning for like 40 years without a memory wipe whereas the idea is that periodically you're supposed to get your droid memory wipe so that way they're back to be like oh yes sir let me just do whatever you say sir like like c-3po okay that's it's like how you prevent them from being like marvin the paranoid android Exactly. Uh, from it's how you prevent them from rising up and trying to overthrow you. <laughs> it's by periodically just wiping their memory and being like, "Oh, what was I thinking about? Oh, I don't, I don't even remember." I mean, that, that that does make sense. Like, ah, yes, I don't remember this. I don't remember being abused every day. <laughs> so, so you want to talk about the dark implications of Star Wars? <laughs> like, well, it makes it makes me feel slightly better about my choices in Kotor. We can just memory wipe the the dude, and he'll be fine. Oh, okay. So you know, here let's let's go ahead and talk about the dark implications of Star Wars here with this. What you think of this uh, scene yeah. with, with uh, yeah, with Vel coming to Mon Mothma and finding out that okay, so yeah, I, I was right. The, uh, here it says when the in wait for the wait. Uh, oh wait, uh, it was it just said a second ago in the in the uh, what's it called in the fucking subtitles, subtitles? It just said yeah, it's an elder. So apparently, yeah, that's when she said she found the elder. That's like her religious, like it's like her preacher. Yeah, it's it's interesting. This so the daughter is kind of oh I see. So that person was the elder, right? Got you. So yeah, so the daughter has sort of gotten interested in 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 their religion as like almost like sort of been radicalized. But radicalized means you just sort of like are interested in getting married at a really early age. Yeah. Hey man, whatever it takes to get. If like I remember being a teenager, I remember being horny as shit. So you know what. <laughs> Like whatever it takes to get you laid sooner, you know. <laughs> if that's what it takes, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of Mormon families where that hasn't quite worked out. 
Oh yeah, no, I'm sure it hasn't. But I'm just I'm just saying though. <laughs> like <laughs> I absolutely remember being at that point of like, oh, we should get married. It like I wish we could get married right now so we could just do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh yeah, I, 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 I remember I, I being that stupid 14 year old. I definitely I'm, I'm one of them dumb kids who is kind of like and we'll be together forever. Like the moment we start going out. So yeah, when I was younger, I was much more into like, yeah, we can get married. Way more into saying that than actually understanding what it meant. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's like, I don't know if it's kind of a weird thing how she talks about, it's like one of those weird things where I'm like on parent's side too. She even says that, like, what does parent think about it? And she's like, oh yeah, he's not down for it either. Like, it's kind of weird, like how the, her daughter is like super into the, to the Chandrelin traditions, but yeah, the two of them aren't really. Yeah, and it's again like Andor is a wonderful show for just showing how complex things can be, and you know th they do that wonderfully here with that thing of like, okay, so Perrin's not into it, so like you know there's at these two have been sort of at loggerheads on everything this entire show, but actually like when it comes to being a parent, there are some things they do agree on, but then mm -hmm. like even when they do agree, they're still screwed because then their daughters decided, nah, I want this to be my religion. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, it's it's like when, it's like if your if your kid comes to you and says, "Mom, Dad, I want to be a Scientologist." It's like, oh fuck. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Well, <laughs> except, except maybe it's like if you if your family came from Scientology and you found a way to get out of it, and then your child's like, "I want back in." It's like, okay, shit. <laughs> There's this weird thing um, about like uh, something so. Like Jackson, uh, my brother went to a Catholic school, and I didn't. So Jackson has like picked up loads of like Catholic things, like do crossing himself as so we were at a wedding once, and I didn't know any of it, and he did, and it was the weirdest thing. <laughs> it was this very strange difference in the family. I was like, "What the? How do you know this? Like, what? Well, what is this?" It's like Jesus be with you, and everyone, just, and also with you. It's like, what the fuck? It, it's exactly it's that. He, he, he knew hymns I didn't know. And I was like, what is this? But I, just because, you know, I didn't get any of that. But he went to the a school that did get it. I'm really happy my my parents never sent me to Catholic school. Because, yeah, I had, to, I had to go to church and learn that shit anyway. But I'm just, I'm glad I never had to deal with it from, from like, my teachers. Yeah, the closest I ever got was we had a Latin motto. But that was about it. Yeah, see, we. I'm like the the most religious like thing we had to do was we had to say the Pledge of Allegiance in school. That's about as it's about as culty as we got. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, moving on with that. <laughs> also, speaking of like pledges, the things they were saying were a bit weird. With like the braid, the braid protects us. The old ways. It had a slight midsummer vibe to it yeah and when they say the braid are they talking about like they're just they, they like they have their hairs braided like what kind of weird jedi shit is this <laughs> like oh god you know you said that and they do look a bit like i don't know if you rem remember these but there were when phantom menace came out there were toy sets that came with a little like ear hook thing with a braided rat tail on it like so you could pretend to be obi-wan yeah like you could have a padawan braid or whatever yeah, yeah, like these do kind of remind me of those braids. And see, I again every time I see her in this like blue thing with the with the hair loopies or hair, she reminds me of Katara. But like, it looks like she's she's like a Katara. Oh god, like, yeah, a, yeah, that is just Katara, isn't it? <laughs> like it's like a chick went to a who went to Comic Con as uh, uh, Katara. Yeah, shit, that that would be a genuinely quite a good Katara cosplay if you turned up in that. Exactly. I feel sorry for everyone who does cosplay this and isn't recognized. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, get, so, oh, are you Katara? It's like, no, I'm that chick from Andor. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, in all seriousness, though, I'm like, I look at that and I, every time I see the, the her daughter on screen, I'm assuming it's just because like, you know, traditional clothing or whatever the hell of their people. But it's like, you guys look, you look just like Katara. But also, you like because she's a white girl, she looks like Katara from that horrible M Night Shyamalan one. Yeah, which I, I've never seen. I've only seen clips of because it's one of those ones where again, don't I heard it. it was bad, so I didn't bother. Yeah, don't don't do it. It's it's not worth it at all. Like if you want to see them do the worst air or uh, earth bending that's ever been done, I think I've seen that clip. Yes, yeah, it's free. Got, <gasps> and like one rock moves. <laughs> it's like the saddest <laughs> thing I've ever. The only thing they do well is I would say Ang. Like they do his air bending well, but other than otherwise, the whole thing is is just bad. Okay. We're going to wait for that Netflix show to turn up. Oh, also, apparently, I think next year they talked about how uh, Avatar, like, they're getting their first animated, like, live, or their first animated film. And it's going to be oh, about yeah. adult, adult Aang, adult, uh, Kata- like, it's about the adult Avatar team. Yeah, the gang. The gang. Which I'm for. I am all for. And it's, it's actually going to be from Avatar Studios. So it's going to be actually the guys who made the original, it's like the original creators doing it. So I'm like, fuck yes, let's let's get that. I think you might see us talking about it on this show because you we both will. like Avatar. In fact, you know what? At leading up to it, I think we'll we'll absolutely be doing like we need to be do like a season by season review or something like that, or have oh yeah, or do like I'm a full glad. series because it's only three seasons, so we need to do like a full series review. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I'm up for that. <laughs> and then <laughs> we need to do a watch party of the of the M Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> <laughs> No, just not to, again. Just to fuck with, it's like, all right, guys, we're talking about Avatar, but actually, we're watching it. And Harrison is oh, getting April Fools. Harrison, <laughs> yeah, you remember? You still? Have, I do. You still... I do remember when you did that to me. Yes. <laughs> it's like I have nightmares about that horrible Joss Whedon film. <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, because most of our most of our audience, unfortunately, has moved over to the monkey lizard or to the three men in a monkey lizard uh, uh, hangout. Ah, yes, that's what they are. Yes. <laughs> so here, let's go ahead and talk about this asshole for a second, uh, Cyril. I lo- I love how even he gets a, a scene, and it's just because like this one guy's like the kiss ass is like, sir, you need to go back to Phoenix. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. I can't do a Scottish accent. I always end up sounding like fuck. Um, given the role, she's got captain. I mean, that, that's technically sort of Scottish. Like, yeah, that's that's all right. I got what I, you're I, doing. It always comes down back to Scotty. <laughs> this guy's not that different from Scotty, to be honest, especially like when he's shouting through like a bad connection. My old partner's still working the HQ night desk. <laughs> he found me this afternoon. Like, yes, yeah, see, I, I put too much emphasis. I can't do it. <laughs> anyway, I, I think I need to spend more time around Scottish people. If I want to, go ahead, go ahead. Scotland's an amazing country. Like, I, I think like best country in the union. Like, I, I love, I love Scotland. All jokes aside, I actually do want to visit Ireland. <laughs> you know, it's funny is all of our Irish people are all probably gone, <laughs> so they can't hear. Is like, I actually do want to visit Ireland because it actually sounds like a really nice country to visit. So yes, like beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But that said, also I want to I want to in, uh, engross myself in the in the culture and in the in the uh, accent, so I can learn more properly how to make fun of Connor. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Like, why not, Gilbert? Be that be that way. <laughs> but yeah, so 
I'm curious. What do you think is going to, like, we're finally going to get Cyril showing up. I wonder if he's just going to, like, end up dying. Because I get, I get the feeling he's going to show up there with, like, a pistol and, his, and like, a vigil. Like, he's going to look like, try to look like a vigilante or some shit. He's going to end up just getting completely shithoused. Yeah, I think, I think something's going to happen between him and Deidre. Um, cause I think, I think he's going to be like, the hell are you doing here? Um, and, and that's like going to kick something off. I, I don't know. Like it's, it's really good. This story. Like, I don't know how this is all going to tie together. Cause there's so, they've made so many strands coming into one single point mm-hmm. that how you can put them all together and make like this big finale. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. And I love how, like, again, the mom with the with her like emasculate the mystery of your former triumphs have been vanquished like wow bitch <laughs> it's like oh now i see how you fucked up so bad you have a friend you have a scottish friend <laughs> it's like basically i just uh, i love that and, he, and he, like his face right i'm like dude you're gonna murder your mom like we, we've been yeah. talking about it yeah. yeah we've been talking about it for a while like i'm, I'm like he's gonna totally murder his mom I, yeah, like like I said, I, I had a prediction where we we're gonna find that like he's killed her, and I think that genuinely might happen next episode. Like, it feels like it's all going there. Yeah, like that we'll get to see. We'll totally get to see him either shoot her, or we get to see her like hanging body somewhere. Like she'll be like, la- like he'll be making a speech like, "You made me do this, mother. I didn't want to do it," or some shit like that. Yeah, also- exactly. Yeah, like shame you won't get to see it, mother. I'm finally gonna make something of myself. Mm-hmm. Some shit like that. I, I'm curious about this. We get to go back to the de- to the beach planet. I'm wondering if this is Andor's girlfriend or if this is like an entirely new couple. I think they're yeah, because I think they're both aliens. Like yeah. there's another shot where like so yeah, I, I guess it's like an Airbnb, like or just a hotel or whatever, like you know, a, um a motel that like so he's just crept into someone else's room now that they're staying there, and looks like it's one of the ood from Doctor Who. <laughs> That's oh dude, they do look like the ood. To bring that up again, he'd be holding his heart in it, like have a little like umbilical cord thing leading to his heart, and there we go. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. Is that I guess this is like a it's like a motel or like yeah, it's like a spa or like some kind of resort or something like that. I like how they didn't clean out the room because he found his shit like like right over the shower where he left it. I'm like, no one thought to look there. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he looked out on that one because it looks like it's just a shelf that like anyone could use. So I'm like, it seems really likely that someone would go up there. Yeah, like put their clothes or something up there, or like a suitcase or something. Like that. And then, oh, what's this? Oh, look at all that money. Yeah, yeah, just like all these credits. Mm-hmm. And I like how he just yeah, he sneaks out like it's nothing. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, so uh, I, I all right. So yeah, like, like it's pretty short, uh, but. Yeah. I want to talk about this as well. Uh, freaking Saw Gerrera's scene. Uh, like, and then like him, uh, Luthen having to break it to him that like he's going to let... Uh, what's his name? Krieger or whatever the hell? Like, the, yeah, the guy... Yeah, yeah, Anton Krieger, I think it is. Yeah, Anton Krieger. Like. Yeah, the fact that he's going to let Anton Krieger die. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, we're just going to... Like, never mind. And, and how Saw is, is like... Basically, like, how can I trust you? How do I know you're not, you're not you know, playing me? How do I know you're not part of the ISB? Like it's just it's really good. I really enjoy this scene. It kind of informs one of like Saw's how Saw is so paranoid about the Empire. Like it kind of informs like the the guy we see in in uh, Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. Like like I Saw is wonderfully played. Like like the fact that they do these things so well, I actually have to really give like 
Star Wars credit in general. Like Sora is such a consistent character, and they managed to do this thing of him like not being as crazy, then being totally crazy and getting those like middle parts of them. Um, mm-hmm. But this whole bit, yeah, I I love I love like the argument they have, the kind of tension in it, like where Luthen's just there. You're not you're not listening. Concentrate. Like and just be like, shut up, shut up, ignore all that stuff. And it's it's interesting because again, it shows a bit of how he has to be manipulative. Like you know, like he's he's not like listening to his concerns. He's going, shut up, ignore those. I'm telling you what's going to happen here. Hmm. Yeah, like it's it's uh, it's just so good. And Forrest Whitaker is the best choice for Saga. Rare. I love it. Like so, F- Forrest Whitaker and Stellan Star- Skarsgård, like in this scene together, it's like they're fighting for who who's taking the scene, and they're both kind of like at at even, like they're at odds. You know what I mean? Like they're both. And they're sort of doing it in like two opposite ways. <laughs> like Stellan's like, I'm I'm gonna look like a man made of stone. Like I'm not yeah. gonna move. It's like you won't break me versus fucking uh Forrest Whitaker who's like, I'm gonna be all over the goddamn place. I'm gonna move around, I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna yell, I'm gonna be like Yeah, yeah, it's it's incredible. And it like it's it's a great sort of character then because it shows like these two different parts of Saw Guerrero is kind of all strong idealism and action, you know, and like getting stuff done, and then yeah, like here's Luther who is really quite calculating. And like yeah. no, 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 like like I, I'm playing the long game here. I am patient, and I I'm patient enough to put up with your bullshit. Yeah, and he doesn't act unless he absolutely has to. Like he doesn't, he doesn't like. And I also love this how like they pull out this freaking like Billy Club that he has. <laughs> so like I I like that. It'd be interesting to see what like that ha- what that is when he uses it. Oh yeah, I can't wait to see him. Like I, we're gonna see Stellan in the next episode. We're gonna see him like you know fight or something on Ferrix. He's gonna like he, we're all gonna think he's gonna kill Andor, but he's gonna end up recruiting him again. Yeah, yeah, because it has to be something like that. <laughs> yeah, there's no way he's gonna end up like killing. That, that's stupid. It's ridiculous. It's yeah, like oh, presumably sort of like Andor's gonna prove himself, you know, to the rebellion, like prove that he isn't like, a liability. Like he'll save, yeah, he'll save Vel, or he'll end up like, like he'll save, like watch, he's gonna end up saving Vel's girlfriend, and that'll end up endearing him to her. Yeah, I, I feel well. I'm I'm kind of hoping that Andor will be sort of like pivotal to saving everyone, like yeah, maybe even see, saving Luthen, because mm. like I think like it would help justify the fact that it's Andor's show. Because there are so many other characters that are huge parts of this story. I do kind of want Andor to finally be significant enough. Like this is why he is the lead. Is because like he's totally pivotal to this story, not just that he's like the MacGuffin everyone's chasing. I I guess yeah, that's a good point. Is that I mean, he, I would say he is pivotal in that, like, his, his family relation that's causing them all to, to come back to, and it was his, his like, being there on the Aldani job that that allowed the thing to go off without a hitch. Well, not without a hitch, but you know what I'm saying. It allowed that's it to true. be successful. Yes. Yeah, you're right. You are right. And obviously, he was pivotal in the, the jailbreak. Yeah. So, it's like, it, him being, none of these things happen if he's not in this. So, I, I agree, though. But it would be nice if the last episode actually did focus on him and not just all these different people. Yeah, you know, obviously, like, like I want to check in, see where their stories go, but yeah, I'd like him to be, you know, the the driving force behind whatever victory, if any, we get at the end of this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but this scene is just—it's beautiful. I love it, and more than though, I also love the part of it where he says, like, "Who's your man in the ISB?" or "Who's your like mole?" And I like how he instantly just like, it's that guy. And it's like the alien dude who's like uh, his second in command. Yeah, who's called Tubes. Yeah, Tube like, Tubes. 
<laughs> Which was sort of like, if ever I heard of some racism. <laughs> like, Yo, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I see. I'm not sure. Yeah, I guess it's racist because he's an alien and he needs that to breathe. But it's yeah. like, I guess it's like it's on the level of calling someone four eyes. Yeah, a bit like that. It's like, oh come on, guys, you know that I can't breathe an oxygen-based atmosphere. I'm a methane-based animal. Give me a break. You know, it's funny, is that uh, apparently Plo Koon, uh, the dude, you know, the the guy from Clone Wars. Apparently, yes. his mask, it, uh, his race, he can't breathe oxygen either, so he has to breathe helium. Which is why ah, he said, right. which is why he always sounds like the, like that's the that's the helium causing him to just sound like that. Ah, but right. uh, imagine if you actually had to wear that mask and hey guys, what's up? <laughs> fucking imagine those fucking like if a human were playing around with a fucking with a Keldor mask. <laughs> Apparently, there's a thing these days like because uh, helium's like sort of like not the easiest resource to get. So sometimes it's not helium in helium balloons. So oh, you gotta sure. be ca- you gotta be careful about what you what you're breathing <laughs> so, in. Yeah, you're, you're fucking uh, taking in some hydrogen. Yeah, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, or, or I don't know. I'm not sure what other light gases we put in balloons. I know helium. I know hydrogen, but that's about and and that's yeah. about all I know. I, I don't know. <laughs> what are those smart people who might or might not be in the chat? You guys say. <laughs> it's like I remember the Hindenburg. I wasn't any good at chemistry. I was real bad at it. Can't remember any of that table. It's colorful. Yeah. That's all I know. I remember gold is AU. I don't know why I remember <laughs> that, but I, but I remember that for some reason. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so let's see. Let's go ahead and move on a little bit. Yeah, past Cyril. I, I, the, the level of I don't give a fuck on Cyril is... <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah, so it's it's this part. This is the part that is like I think made the episode really great for me is we got to see Luthen like actually start being a badass again. Like Yeah. I ahead, also I, I want to ask like about this ship. This like weird tractor beam ship I thought was really interesting. I don't think I've seen it before. Yeah, it was like it wasn't a star destroyer. It was like it was kind of a strange like I don't know. A, 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 yeah, it's like it's a weird uh, imperial ship that we've never seen before. But yeah, it has that like special tractor beam on the front, and apparently, whatever the hell these two other dishes are on the right and left. Yeah, so I don't know if it's like supposed to be like a like specifically like a, a ship that's designed to stop other ships. So it's got like hyper tractor beam arrays or whatever, like way <laughs> more than you'd see on like a star destroyer. Like you've heard of the tractor beam? Well, this is the super tractor beam. <laughs> But that I guess that would make sense if like there's like all three of them pointed at the same at the same point. Yeah, tractor. I pulled her into our spaceport. <laughs> tractor. I barely met her. Nah, <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, I I I enjoyed this a lot. Like, and the fact that it like normally you you'd see other people like this, like you'd see Han Solo get into this situation. He's like, oh shit. Well, I guess we're gonna have to get captured and re- just hide in a compartment. And we'll we'll sneak our way up over the ship. But this guy, he's like, no, fuck that. I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of this. And he's one yeah. guy. I was really interested. I'm like, I-, I thought it was quite interesting to see, like, oh, what are these, you know, countermeasures he's got that seem to be fi- it's almost like chaff almost, but like chaff that messes up like your dish. Yeah, it's like so you remember you remember playing Black Flag uh Seth's Creek Black Flag, yes. It's kind of like yes. doing that kind of stuff of like dropping like explosives behind your ships. Oh uh, yeah, or, like chasing barrels. Yeah, exactly. Explosive barrels or stuff like that. And I I kind of enjoyed that. Like 
but that idea that he had the, these things like these countermeasures ready to go, I'm like, dude, that's awesome. You you had you knew that the Empire uses tractor beams, so you had that in in place. Like, I'm like, awesome. You're genius. I do I do love it. it's it's interesting how much Star Wars is just like this kind of weird jukes of hazard moment of just run from the cops. Yeah, but that's it just it's really cool. Like the Dukes of Hazard, they, all they do is jump over a ravine and suddenly the cops can't chase them anymore. <laughs> These guys like this guy, like I love that thing of just like watching that that uh satellite be or that dish be torn to shreds. And I'm assuming it must be some sort of thing of like using like using the tractor beam against it, like because yeah, you're just, just like pulling using stuff into it. it. Mm. That that makes absolute sense. It's kind of like, yeah, it's like the the fact that it's like, yeah it's pulling it into it makes it all the faster makes the damage it all the better. I mean yeah maybe that's why like he activated his thrusters like first so that they umped their tractor power and it's like the bigger their power the harder it's going to hit them. Exactly yeah I I do and that's smart yeah because he because he did show off that like his his uh, engine was going off and then that made them like all right increase the strength. But yeah I, I did enjoy that like how after that he just starts going and yeah. Like the battle takes off. I love how he doesn't even have to like shoot them out of the sky. He just, well, he does for, for one, but like for the others, he does like some Iron Man bullshit. <laughs> yeah. You know, I saw some people tweeting about this about like, what are these lasers? Like, are they just regular lasers? But they seem to almost like have a sort of lightsaber blade sort of element to them. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but if, if I know how anything about how lasers work, so. Like if, if he shoots a beam like that, that's gonna go into space like and <laughs> yeah. just keep going. Like as soon as it stops, like as far as as far as we can see, yeah, the beam stopped. But somewhere out there, that beam is still going until it hits something. This some poor fucking freighter just got cut in half a light year away. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, <laughs> you pull the trigger on that, you are ruining someone's day. I mean, that's like yeah, not a light a light year away, but it happens a light a year later. <laughs> like, just yeah, or, like a... <laughs> or whatever. But the, but the point is that like. Again, like Newton's first law, an <laughs> object in motion stays in motion until acted on by an outside force. So until that thing hits a planet or a ship or, you know, something in space, that thing is going to just keep going until it hits Yeah, something. Yeah, like firing anything in space, it's like shooting your gun up in the air, but in all directions. Yeah, at least, it, yeah, but if you shoot your gun up in the air, at least there's the gravity of the Earth to pull it back down. But like, if you shoot it off at like the moon, then yeah, that bullet's just going to keep on going. Like... Like, imagine if, like, the Death Star just, like, misfired one day. It was just like, it's like, I don't know, but someone's real fucked up at some point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, space is empty, but until something moves in the front of that beam, something, yeah, something's going to be fucked up. So that's my thing. far, far away, like, the James Webb telescope. It's like, this is a strange green star has appeared in the sky. So, yeah, Harrison, how funny would it be? Ten years later, we're down to, like, we're on, like, and or season three or we're on like whatever you know bad batch or whatever new like sequel show we're on and suddenly it's out of nowhere fucking a red beam just kind of comes out of the out of like the sky and just and just hits somebody it's like where the hell did that come from it's like <laughs> remember that time when luthan <laughs> like i would love if they actually did some shit like that <laughs> But yeah, the the point is this is a really cool scene. I th I thought it was a little weird how some people were trying to compare it to Darth Maul's like lightsabers. It's like did you he had double lasers. It's almost like Darth Maul and his double lightsaber. I'm like, why does it have to be like that? Why can't it just be he had a cool little like gun on his on his ship? Like I I think it's interesting. Like I said, because it seems to be like rather than the usual kind of single pulse like blast 
that we see from like a laser cannon or like a blaster. The fact that it's like a like a prolonged beam and it cuts through things does suggest, yeah, like maybe it could be like you know some sort of um, uh, crystal technology. Um, like what if it is a kyber crystal? Like yeah, because I know like obviously the kyber crystals are used uh, like to they use them on the Death Star. But, you know, like, and Kyber, it might fit in as well with Kyber sort of technology being kind of outlawed. So, you know, it's a thing that rebels have. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, because the, the, that's how the Death Star is powered. It's one, it's a bunch of giant Kyber crystals focused into a lens. And then same thing for, uh, there's, a, there's a comic book where one of the Jedi, like one of the last surviving Jedi, turned their lightsaber into a rifle. And so they have a lightsaber rifle. Like they had like fires, like plasma bolts of like lightsaber energy. <laughs> it's, it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> awesome like but yeah so i mean stuff like that does happen with lightsabers so i could i could see something like that being like and and he even said that he had he uh had a kyber crystal that he gave to andor so it could it's possible yeah. that he has access to other ones that he may maybe he got a hold of a few lightsabers before the the fall of the jedi yeah or or yeah. even during the fall of the jedi yeah, so true. yeah Dude, if 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 uh, Luthen, if that if that freaking Billy Club that he has it turns out to be a lightsaber, I'm gonna lose my shit. <laughs> oh shit! Oh like, yeah. <laughs> how awesome would that be if he's just like, I have access to all kinds of artifacts, and just like starts fighting with a lightsaber? How awesome would that be? That would and, be uh, maybe not. Maybe not for everyone. A lot of people, I could see that pissing off a lot of people. I don't know. Like I like some. Yeah. You know, like like I don't want him to like suddenly turn out to be a secret Jedi. Um, but like the thing of like, yeah, he's like, I-, I use everything available to me and I found one of these lightsabers and I'll just pull it out and cut you in half if I want to. Yeah. See, I'd be super down for that. Like if we, if a stormtrooper can use a lightsaber then I see no reason why, uh, you know, just some random dude can. Anyway, let's see. Here's, that's the, pretty much the last there's. Ah, uh, yeah. When poor old Andor's on a pay phone. Like, yeah. And finds out that his mom's dead from from like one of the guys at the shop. Do you know what I I really love like that um, planet that he goes to? That's like the resort planet. Like I come from a seaside place, like you know. So I've done that thing of you walking around like a seaside town in winter, and that that place has that look of an out of season holiday destination. And it's like so perfect, like it's empty and it's cold and it looks awful. <laughs> I could I could definitely see some shit like that, yeah. Although I've I've heard good things about about Liverpool, so I I don't know. Liverpool's nice, sorry, yeah, but like like I I grew up around and like Mablethorpe and Skegness, which is all like uh, it's like it's like the boardwalk kind of stuff, like it's all like seaside, oh, like the, and like the Jersey Shore kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's that kind of vibe. So it's all amusements and donkey rides and um, two P machines and stuff. And yeah, but it like, and then cold and bitter. Uh, yeah, I, I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, because it's the North Sea. Like, it's not, <laughs> you're not like on the Costa del Sol. Mm. I also, I do like this though, that uh, they have that moment of like him and, and Melchior, like, all right, we need to split up. Like, we'll go our separate ways. We'll meet up later kind of thing. And then, and then we have uh, Andor just kind of sitting there. Like, or they, yeah, they, they uh, reminisce on how many people they thought made it out of the prison. But then, like when they split up, they have Andor sitting there, and I love this uh, callback to Rogue One because uh, the ending of Rogue One is him, uh, on, him and Jin on the beach about to die. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they're on, they're on Scarif, about to watch the Death Star like blast him and hit them. And here he's like, so it's it's weird. Like the in in Rogue One, they're sitting there contemplating their life, arguably, 
like, or or maybe contemplating what they're about to die and hugging each other. In this, he's contemplating his mother's life and his and her death while looking out onto the into the ocean. I'm like, it's just it's really cool how those two things meet up. Yeah, that's a good point. Huh. And yeah, that's why I figured that this would be a good a good place to put our. Um, uh, if you can if you can't tell by the thumbnail back here, that's why I figured it'd be a good place to put that. It's a good choice. Yeah, it's it's really cool. So that's pretty much the last. Like the only other thing I can think of to talk about is Deidre. But like even then, like we already talked about that. We check in with her for a minute so she can be like, let them have the funeral, and that's really it. Yeah, th th there's nothing special behind it other than just yeah, like she's putting her pawns in place so that we see whatever's going to happen in episode twelve. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much the end of the episode. Like I'm like, there's not a whole lot. Like like I said, it's a pretty short episode. It's but that's the thing is it's wrapping it up. It feels like we're building up to that one point and it's like, okay, we're there. We are, we're, we're here. Finally, we can get like, where this is a good ending or this is going to be an ending and we'll be, and we'll be done. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It feels like it's, it's, it has, we have closure or, or it's building up so we can have like all the different sides of it are going to, are going to finally like come together. Yes, no. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm like, what is... sorry. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so I think we're, I think we're at there's a pretty good place to wrap it up. Unless you have anything else you want to say about the episode, Harrison? Uh, no, no. It's like I said before, it's uh, it's not a terrible episode, but it's just sort of like a, you got to know this stuff to know what happens in the next one. And they're kind of trying to get it out as fast as they can almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it feels like it, it, it for this one. It felt kind of like not necessarily a filler episode, but it definitely felt like they were trying to be like, uh, all right, guys, let's just get through this. But this is not this one's not in. It's not as important as the next episode. Let's just you know, we're kind we're kind of trying to just help you like put the pieces in place for like we're setting up for the next one. Yeah, it's all set up. Yeah, and I'm and I'm down for that. Like, it's not that's not a bad thing. At, at any rate, so this episode though, I'm I'm only gonna give it probably a three out of five because it wasn't the best, but it's like like I said, it's 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 I'm, a it, we're build up, it's a build up. I'm exactly with you. That was what I was thinking. Three out of five. Like you know, I, I can't say oh this is terrible. And it's weird. The only weird thing about it is that it's not even an episode that I could say oh you could skip this one because you probably do need to see this so that you know like where everyone is at the finale. But like you might be able to miss it. Like I wouldn't say it's an important one certainly like on a rewatch you could probably just skip over this episode you know what's happening yeah exactly as long as you know that the, he escaped from prison and that like you know you know that he escaped from prison you know that uh marva's dead you pretty much know everything you need to know all right but, guys oh but what but what? Well, you probably won't you won't want to skip it because you will want to enjoy the luthan escape scene oh. at least that's a good point. Yeah, you like the Luthan escape scene and the Luthan meeting with uh, with Saw. Like the that's a pretty. Good, but like, you know what's sad is that you don't want to skip this show just because you want to see Luthan. Like any part with <laughs> Luthan in it is like that makes the show worth watching. <laughs> that's true. Anyway, so on that note, I think we're ready to to uh, wrap it up here. I think uh, I'm going to say thank you guys to to all of our Irish buddies to our to um to, yeah, to, to thank you Connor. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, thank you, Milk Toast. Even though you're not in Ireland, <laughs> you're, although you can you can be honorary Irish today, <laughs> given busting Gilbert's balls. Uh, thank you to G Force. Uh, let's see. I think that's I think that's the only people who come. Uh, oh no! And then thanks to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Like yep. anyone else who was in here, because we had a few people in here, but they weren't. Yes, yeah, they weren't commenting. But yeah, yeah like thanks guys, everyone for turning up. 
basically, yeah. Just like it, even if you didn't comment, but that said, comment next time because we always like to cut. We always like to hear what you have to say, even if it's even if it's you guys giving me the, the business. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. But, uh, but we always enjoy talking to our fans, and you know what, guys? Yeah, yeah. If you like our content. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment below, hit that bell notification, and make sure you uh, you hit all the notifications so you can see when we're when our videos pop up. Uh, check out our other videos. Check out Harrison's uh, audiobooks. He just finished uh, the. I think he just finished the finale of Slave Ship. Uh, it's, and, not, it's not the finale, but oh, it's it? another part of Slave Ship. Yeah, Slave Ship's a long book. <laughs> it's like God damn it. <laughs> it's like I can just feel the, I can feel the frustration in your voice right there, Harrison. <laughs> it's it's there's lots of good stuff in the book, but the author takes a long time to get there. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's how I feel about Halo. But <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Also, uh, check out his Star Wars Allegiance. He's on, I believe, part three at this point. Yep. So yeah, go check that out because it's an awesome book, and everyone seems to love it, and for a good reason. It's one of the most it's a very good the, book. It's got some of the best stormtroopers in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these stormtroopers are great. Yeah, but anyway, and then also check out our other videos. We also have uh, the Choose Your Own Adventure Brothers going to be are going to be joining are be coming back again tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then yeah. uh, next week next week join us because we actually we're going to be doing our final uh, yeah the finale review of uh, of Andor with actually we'll finally have some friends back on. Hey. Yeah, we're gonna have yeah, we're gonna have Dragon Buddy and Lunar Girl gonna be from the Red Five Network gonna be coming on here. Oh, it's gonna be loads of fun. Oh yeah, and then hopefully we should be able to get Salacious Rum on uh, on next Sunday for our uh, Star Wars or yeah for our Fulcrum what if, uh, what if. Excellent, excellent. Because I think we're we're doing Xenomorphs. Indeed, we are. It's gonna be what if the Galactic Republic or no, what if the Galactic Empire encountered Xenomorphs? So nice. yes, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be have a lot of conversation. And I'm sure we'll have more than a little uh, ribbing of Gilbert from our. <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and move on. I, I will. I, I have been Gilbert. This has been uh, Harrison. We will see you guys next week. And remember, we are all fulcrum. <laughs>